Hey. Okay, here we go. The Fonzarelli. You got Big Lux. He's got his. And here we are. We're back with the the ambient sounds of the bus. Dude, that's driving by. That is that is that is the recordings at PYFC so it's the natural sounds of Santa Monica, my friend. Pico Boulevard. It's in audio three D. It's given you just mic the street. It's given distance. It. It's giving you some sound distance. It's laying out the stage. Right. You laugh, but it might be what sets us apart. Right. <laughs> That's the secret sauce of the show. We've got the ambient sounds of fucking city bullshit right oh outside God. this window. Might even be a homeless guy screaming outside. Dude, when you're listening to this, you could almost the feel the hepatitis entering your throat. Let's run that from, uh, intro. Let's go. Oh. Mm, yeah. Serious, man. Ooh, steady. About bullshit, and we gotta go. <laughs> on a calendar, time schedule. That's true. Oh yeah, come on. Good morning and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. Come on. I'm your qualified, certified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! You've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's a Hard Luck Show coming at you from the Pico Youth Center in the beautiful city of Santa Monica, California. Sitting across from me this morning is Shumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian. <laughs> Making old blue eyes cough once again. Yeah. And wake up. The sound of that sound of that background <laughs> of buses and homeless people is brought to you by no other than old blue eyes himself. Certified audio professional engineer for the Hard Luck Show. That's yes. Right. That's right, you guys. All right. We're here. All right. <clears throat> Getting an early start to this uh, week. Right. We rolled up at 5 a.m. on a Saturday. That's how about about it we are. Serious about this Always show. about about it. You've got your glasses <clears throat> on, your, 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 your spectacles. Yeah, I got some notes I got to read today. You got oh, some boring. notes. To what is the occasion that uh, we are treated? Well. What school? What, what lessons? What learnings? Oh, before I got here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Before I got here, um, I did about nah, 20, maybe a 25-minute meditation, silent meditation. And uh, over the last, uh, maybe the last four months, uh, I've gotten pretty, pretty consistent in my practice that I was exposed to about 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago, 28 who, years ago. How, who exposed you to it? Um, who hipped you to that? Well, well, who hit me to it and what it is was uh, uh, Kriya Yoga. And that was, and it was introduced to me by uh, my ex-wife, Jessica, nice. her mother, Paula, rest in peace, who I love to death, um, who taught, and was a teacher and uh, at SRF, Self-Realization Fellowship, oh. which there's a few of them. Um, the one in Palisades, uh, off of Sunset. By yeah. the lake. Lake Shrine. Lake Shrine. Some of Gandhi's ashes are spread out around that, in that lake. Right, there's uh, little turtles that float up in the lake, you can feed them. And SRF standing for Self-Realization Fellowship. Right. Okay. Right now, <clears throat> she had she had taught there and uh, had practiced there, and um, she was a member of this organization, this tribe, this whatever you want to call it, um, temple. And of course, my ex-wife kind of grew up going there. And when I met Jessica, I was invited over on a Sunday, and I started going to regular Sunday services. My kids were both christened at Lake Shrine, um, and I used to go somewhat consistently, but and listen to 
the message. They'd have an hour long service. Right. Um, and uh, Yogananda. Well, and Yogananda wouldn't be there, but disciples of Yogananda right. would be there. Um, you know, giving a service and a right. message. And it was very much uh, some singing, some, some chanting, a silent meditation for about 15 minutes. And then, you know, there'd be a message and a talk about, uh, deliberate about any type of topic, you know, gratitude, mm -hmm. service, mm -hmm. uh, anything. And they had, what was interesting is I'd walk in and they had multiple people on the wall. So there wasn't one particular say like maybe in a catholic or a or a christian church you've got jesus you can't have anybody else you're right right and and maybe um in a in a catholic church you have the crossed christ and then you have saints along the walls right something like that um <clears throat> this was a non-denominational um uh gathering temple of the, where you had you had picture of multiple uh people in the shrine right okay right and what they talked about were all they looked at them as they were prophets right you know? and so you'd have jesus you'd have uh muhammad muhammad you'd have gandhi buddha have, yeah right um, all of them it's all inclusive it's all inclusive right all inclusive so along with uh uh mahavatar babaji and and a couple others okay that were part of the lineage of uh, you have Krishna, you know, yeah. so it's, and when the message would be delivered, they'd be talking about different messages and lessons that all these saints shared. Right. And you'd often hear them pertain or talk about Christ or Krishna. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, there was nothing that was like verboten. You couldn't mention this guy in this setting. Yeah, man. And no they division. really, exactly. And they talked about Jews and Gentiles and Christians and everybody, you know. Right. And that's what I liked about it. it. Was very, and then the the people that were there were of every denomination. There wasn't uh, just people from India. There were Asian people. There were white, black, almost like an agape. And right. the guy who started agape came from SRF. For real? Yeah, I didn't know that. Chris, I forget his his name. Um, but he came, he was a, a member of SRF and then branched out and started Agape, right. which if you're from the LA area, especially the West side, you would know about Agape kind of was founded in the Fox Hills yeah. area, you know, and kind of the Dara Heights area. I went to a couple of Agape, um, I don't know what you call them, services. I went to a couple of Agape services in the Fox Hills. I almost, right, I almost right. lost my mind, bro. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you did. I almost lost the my God mind. Base. And, and so the teachings, <clears throat> so let me give you guys a little rundown of the founder of SRF in America um, was, a, was a gentleman by the name of Parahansu Yogananda. Mm. Now, Parahansu Yogananda was born in 1893 um, in India, uh, and he was by birth a Hindu. You know, um, he he taught and brought on the teachings of Kriya Yoga. Okay, Kriya Yoga and and that Kriya Yoga, the lineage for it, he was a, um, what would you call that? He was a, a student of another guru named Mahavatar Babaji. And uh, Wait, what? Sean looked like he was going to say something. Babaji? Babaji. 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 That's an, yeah, and that's how it's pronounced too. Mahavatar Babaji. So... Let me just start with Mahavatar Babaji. Nobody knows the real age of Mahavatar Babaji. Okay. Okay. Uh, people and the accounts that they have are that uh, a couple gurus met him in the late 1800s. And he was said to be about 500 years old. Okay. So nobody can put a time on it. Now, wait, why are you laughing? I mean, and he's supposed to be the, the incarnation of Krishna. Okay? He's but, supposed to be the new incarnation of Krishna. Hold on a second. Why are you laughing? Yeah, I'm why serious. are you laughing? Yeah, it's all right. Because he's yeah. not 500 years old. Do oh, you, you don't know that. 
How do you know? Where were you in late I mean, 1800? You have no idea. That's your opinion, though. So, and we'll save your opinions for a little while. We we have no idea how old this person was. Wait, wait, wait. Said to be. But Big Lux, you are holding out the possibility that he could have been 500 years. Absolutely. Old. Think Absolutely, about. Absolutely, man. Sean, you you think that's scientifically impossible? I can see your face. I mean, yeah, I don't believe it. No, well, we're also going to talk about some things that pertain back to the book when we do a book review later. That has a lot of science showing that people did live to three, four, five hundred years old, a long time before all these pesticides that our bodies are designed to last a lot longer. And when you hear all these age-old terms and stories of these people that were like. 500 years old and 300 years old that i mean just made up the you're saying something that i have never heard except from stories from the bible okay there's and a so, lot of other stories outside of the bible ancient stories and lithographs and um of people living of people living absolutely hundreds of years. years yeah man well i'll i'll say this i'll say this there's a couple of things that i will say I would have to say, and I would think, Big Lex, you would agree that at least in current contemporary times, we don't have people that live 500, no. right? So, And you are saying it could be. We have some people that lived 100, 110, 110 like, like that, right? Right, right, right. So <clears throat> it does seem like whenever we talk about any saints from any tradition, it does seem like they did live extraordinarily long lives, whether it's the Bible or not, blah, 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 blah. There is some science that I will stand behind because I'm, I'm a little bit leaning in the camp of, of Blue Eyes in the sense of, was he really 500? We don't know. We don't know. Okay. But I will say that in reading How Not to Die by um, Dr. Greger, who searched all this stuff, and I'm going to make everybody <laughs> listen to it. Mm-hmm. But he said that the aging process as we understand it today, based on the way we eat, is sped up for sure. Oxidants, uh, DNA damage, your lymphatic system, all that stuff is operating today based on the way that we eat at the lowest capacity, which is the result of speeding up the disease and aging process. Now, if we ate super healthy and we got away from all the artificial shit and the pesticides and all that stuff that goes on that we're not even aware of, would we live to 500 years I don't know that. I just don't know that. Well, I mean... But we wouldn't... But what Gregor says is, at age 80, your dick wouldn't fall off and you wouldn't start forgetting shit. He said in the wilds, and you see people eat, they're 80, their teeth are strong, they're still living... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and maybe maybe them thinking 500, because maybe the guy was fucking 150, 180 years old, and they're like, oh, he was 500, 500, you know? (laughs) But... Um, there's a lot to say that our bodies were were well. I mean, you were designed to last way longer than ha- what we do now. I know that there's reports of these people that live in like Okinawa and like the like rural regions and eat like super healthy diets of like you know fish and organic and all this stuff, and they live to 120 looking good. Right, like, right, right. right. So. All right, so we've, so we've, we've touched just, on that. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna doubt it, and it's part of. So, anyways, what we do know is that Parahansa Yogananda was born January fifth, eighteen ninety-three. That we know. So that's not some type of a myth of somebody somewhere. So, you know, he was taught and he gathered these teachings of Kriya Yoga, which was one of, I think, eight different types of, of yoga meditation that came from Krishna, okay? Right. Now, this particular, and I want to say to people listening, there's different forms of meditation and yoga practices that come from all over the world, you guys. And I encourage people to look into them. This isn't the only yoga meditation practice, man. There's many. This is part of a lineage of many different ones. Some have to do with the third eye in your head. Some have to do with all breathing. They stem from different places, different parts of the body, different concepts and different sciences. And I encourage all of you guys to look into yours. This was the one that I was turned on to. And when... 
I want to kind of be clear on, let me explain to you guys listening what Kriya Yoga is, okay? Kriya Yoga is um, a highly advanced uh, Raja Yoga technique, okay? Of, uh, uh, um, and Kriya Yoga reinforces and revitalizes subtle currents of life energy. Prana is what they call it. Now, Kriya Yoga is the belief that everything is stemming from the spine upwards through the brain and the rest of the body. It's perceived that the brain and the spine leading to it are really the tree of life. And so in Kriya Yoga, when you're in the meditation practice, you know, there's definitely uh, not necessarily a crossing of legs. Your legs are, they like them to more be planted. And your back erect and your head with a slight gaze up. Your spine really needs to be as straight as possible. And naturally, not crazy straight, but just naturally straight and erect. You don't want to be hunched over and you nah. want to just be sitting relaxed. I have the worst posture. Well, and they really want, you know, they want your, because they believe that all the energy is flowing yeah. from your spine upward and outward. And that's the tree of life. And that's kind of like what I was told early on was that um, Kriya is not about really the third eye and about the breath. It, it All that's inclusive, but it starts from the spine. That's the energy of life for us. The spine going up into the brain. So, um it also talks about um, that that cerebral spinal center is the center of life and consciousness. Chakras flow from the energies that alleviate all the nerves and every organ and tissue of the body. Enliven. The, enliven. Um, the yogis discovered that... Um, or this practice through special techniques of Kriya Yoga. Um, it's also thought to be that Kriya Yoga and Kriya meditation is possibly uh, is a, is a, an accelerated um, an accelerated evolution to uh, spiritual awareness. Uh, the correct practice of Kriya Yoga enables the normal activities of the heart and lungs and nervous system to slow down naturally producing a deep inner stillness of the body and mind and a feeling of attention from um, turbulence, uh, thoughts, emotions, and sensory perceptions. Uh, well, well, let me ask you this, Big Lex, while we're right here at this moment in this. <clears throat> so I looked it up. I'm no genius. I looked it up. Mm -hmm. Yoga is Sanskrit. It's yes. a Sanskrit word, which means union, literally union. And I think um, Sanskrit's a language that starts uh, in 3300 BC to mm -hmm. 1200 BC. It's what they call an Indo-European language, which has nothing to do with weed. It's Indo-European, like sort of where Europe and India kind of sort of like come together, Southeast Asia. These practices, these concepts develop around there, and that is kind of like the mother sauce language for all our languages. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you were to go to Germany, or you would go to France, or you go to wherever, and you were to trace these things back, it would come back to this culture, which was developing this yoga that was about trying to still the mind and Absolutely. unify the body and mind. So my question to the both of you, yeah, that's right, the both of you, is if things were better in the old days, right, mm -hmm. why did they have to invent yoga to deal with this fractured experience between someone's mind and their body even in 3000 BC? Think about that. They had to, this was already developed then to deal with the problem that was happening then. They didn't have cell phones back then. No. So what the fuck? Well, go ahead. Be, uh, why did, why, why? 
I mean, it's a, it's a question as old as time, my friend. Man, search for meaning. Yeah, man, search for meaning. And then there's but, uh, fear I and there's doubt and there's chaos and there's constantly. Come on, man. You got animals chasing you. No. You're fucking starving and you no, need food. No. Your, ba- your wife gives birth to uh, the no, baby and dies. The your kid falls off a cliff. Like, how do you deal with all this stuff? What do you mean with all that shit, bro? I would say it's the opposite of that. What do you I would mean? say when you're when you're engaged in those things and and worried about your life, you're probably not tripping. But once civilization comes and there's like collectives and people providing for other people, hunter gathering societies, then when you don't have to think about that shit, you start thinking about other things. Other things occupy your mind. Why does this happen? All that other stuff. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. I hear both of what you're saying. You're both are presenting two, two different formula, two models, two ideas. One is Big Luck saying, look, the world's a scary fucking place. Your kid's falling off a cliff. You're fucking getting chased by animals. And then you're saying, no. By then, they had some castles and shit and some temples, and they had some downtime. And during the downtime, they started to flip out. Right. Downtime is causing a flip out. Right. Mm-hmm. But I always find it odd because, like, I don't, I, I don't know when it was that we were being chased by animals at some point. Like, if you really think about that, the amount of animals chasing us is highly limited, and then most of the time, they're avoiding us. And like, if you look at chimps, right? I'm not saying we came from chimps, but let's say we're related to chimps. When the jaguar comes, that's the only time they trip out. They go up into the tree and then the jaguar can't deal. There's like 18 chimps in a tree throwing shit at it and it just gets the fuck out. So I don't know that we were ever, I don't even know if we're starving. And and you wanna know something? How about, I mean, how about a race and forget about all that? Go ahead. And how about just, like Sean said, uh, the meaning of life. Like, how about the people that were just here and like, well, what the fuck is this? But think about and what that- is this experience I'm having, and why did I even get here, and what am I? So, so then when I look at that, right? So mm-hmm. Sean's like, well, but then I'm also thinking like, wait a second though, if your basic needs are met, then why does that then imbue you with more fear? Like, like it might not be fear though driven. It might not be, but would you need yogic practices if it was solely contemplative? You're like, oh, how did we arrive here? But it's not. The yoga is like your your nerves and shit are out of control. They're firing off. You're trying to get them. Under- no, because you're looking at it as a way to calm you and fix you. The reason why I am is because when I look up yoga and I look up the history of yoga and mm-hmm. Sanskrit, it's about union. How to bring union and harmony to your body or the search for union. That doesn't necessarily, though, mean that you're tripping. That might be you searching. So you're saying that it's possible that the search is just a contemplative search. Absolutely. But then I'm saying while you're correct, that's Mm -hmm. an interesting formulation. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. I still think that that still suggests a sense of disunion. Like, so you're not, maybe you're not freaking out. You're not yelling and crying and drinking malted mm-hmm, beers. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but you still have a sense of lack that you're trying to close. You're trying to search for the union. Understand. Or, or search for meaning. And right. I, I come back consistently to this mm-hmm. in my mind. Anyway, this is my personal. Oh, I know. Okay. Yes, Guru. Guru Big Love. I know this is Oh, I know the student. Chumahan's like, I can't imagine it. Chumahan. Now listen. Listen to Guru Big Love. Come on. I got the lake shrine. Come on. I know you had the monkey mind. We call it the monkey mind because you don't do the Sanskrit or the meditation. And now you need. But I do think like the search for a union means that internally somewhere you don't feel the the union or there is a separateness and I, all i'm saying is whether your needs are met or your needs are not met mm-hmm. somewhere in there is an overarching um situation problem discussion whatever you want to call it which is saying i need to i have to form a harmony i have to form a union why isn't the person already in the beginning understanding? Because if we go to the conversations with God, mm-hmm. 
that book inherently is saying to everybody, like, it's all God. So it's already, there's already a union. If you feel it or not, there's a union. Correct. So that's what I'm saying with the yogic. You go back 3,000 years, why are people being driven to try to control their bodies and minds to create a sense of unity with the world in which they already live? It might not be a union with the world. It might be a union with yourself. Which you're a part of the world, so okay, I agree with that. But still, even that, why? Um, my personal answer yeah. is because I think we already know inside, and we're trying to get the answers from inside. I think we know innately, and you can't get to those answers when you're consumed with the world. It's the only You've got to be able nuts. to go inside, and to go inside, there's different practices to shut everything off. Right. I think that was what it was about. Some of the benefits of uh, of of this that I've gotten from meditation and some that are kind of listed here just in Kriya Yoga, these are a few, promotes mental and physical relaxation, develops uh, dynamic willpower, making use of breath, life force, and concentrated attention. The technique enables one to draw an abundance of energy consciously into the body, purifying and strengthening all the body parts systematically in turn. Uh, it's an energizing exercise which uh, takes about 15 minutes to get there or practice. And uh, it's great for eliminating stress, nervous tension. Um, and it's, it helps you to calm and get a, a real internalized sense of awareness. Now, this is just some things that were listed. For me, I've gotten a lot of this clarity the removal of stress it slowed things down for me so i can see them right um it's given me an immense amount of patience um well, something really special about meditation the biggest gift for me out of meditation is that i'm able to self-examine through meditation i'm able to get out of myself and examine what i'm doing how I'm engaging people, treating people, myself, my habits. I'm able to do, I've never, ever, ever been able to step out of myself and examine what I'm doing from a different point of view. I'm so busy in my life, I can't see me most of the time. Hmm. I, I'm too in it to see what I'm doing. Meditation has offered me a way to get out and examine and look at what I'm doing. Therefore, if there's something I don't like that I'm doing or I feel like I see it as wrong, I now have the ability to maybe change it mm. or to try things up. I've never been able to stop long enough to examine what I'm doing, let alone ever take a chance at changing it. It's something that I can't completely explain. It's the best way I can explain it. But meditation is giving me that. All these other things I'm talking about are some of the byproducts that I've gotten. And that's patience and understanding and commitments and it's changing my life it's changing my brand of my sobriety and recovery um so you're saying that for you the meditation allows you to slow down and get an outside perspective a more objective perspective of you to do assessment and review to think about how you want to be more or whatever less skillful at various things that are going on in your or life. kinder or more loving or more right. patient right you know um do you think how i can do better give more how i can treat people better myself better it's giving me all that bro right <clears throat> and this happens for you anyway let's say in the morning times usually i do it in the morning like i don't pick up i don't touch my phone I don't really engage anybody. Most of the people in my house are not up at that time. Mm. And I go make a cup of coffee and smoke a cigarette. I go out to the porch. Or if it's raining or cold, I'll be inside. And I, I just sit down and relax my body and close my eyes. And, and I have a real talent for getting there really quickly. I can get to this place of just emptiness with my thoughts gone. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just staring at black. Right. And I won't say that every time I do it, I get visions and it's, but some, I go somewhere and I'm off 
any of this worldly stuff. I'm not thinking about any of it. No fears, no what I got to do. And it's not always easy to get there right away, but I can get there pretty quick to where I'm in this blank place. Right. And in this blank place, after a certain amount of time there, kind of goes by quick, I'll come out of it and I'll have ideas or visions or thoughts that I'm like, wow, I'll see things. It might be a solution to a problem right. that I'm having. Right. And it'll pop up and, and I'll look at my thing and I'll be like, wow, I was in that place for 20 minutes. So let me ask you this. What is one of the most significant revelations or epiphanies or thoughts that have come to you about you in your life from one of these sessions? Um, how angry I was with the world, how much rage I held, and the ty- the type of person I was becoming, which was very much like my father, and I couldn't see it. Mm. And I really got to see it through meditation. This person I was being in the world, yeah. and I didn't like it, but I could never see it. In the moment. Yeah, I never could see it. And through meditation, I started getting a glimpse of me, and I was like, wow, man. Dude, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy to my kids. I don't want to be that guy to people. Right. I could not see it, man. I was this, I was turning into this kind of angry, mean guy, man, that was sharp tongued and cut people off and iced people. And I, I saw different shades of this through meditation, man. I also got to see what I was doing to the people around me through meditation. How. I was cons- giving people real concern, scaring people, really, really, really hurting people's feelings. The, some of my inconsiderate actions. And um, I saw this through meditation. I also saw like this kid, man, that really didn't want to do anything wrong as a kid. Like this kid that's just a, this man that's just basically a kind-hearted person, man. Right. And that I haven't allowed that person to to come out in my adult life. What do you think was causing you to not allow the kid that just wanted to do the right things to come out? Fear. Of? Of it all. Fear of of maybe not being accepted. Fear of uh, harm. Fear of rejection. Fear of pain, fear of the unknown, you know. Um, I mean, I hear you talking about that, and my mind goes back to some of the stories you told about, you know, when you, like those cheap-ass shoes that your dad made you wear to school. Humiliation, fear right. of getting beat up. And, and also by your dad. Yeah, well, I was getting beat up at school and beat up by my dad. But, and picked on and fucking bullied by my father and bullied at school and, all this and i'm clear that my pro- that my problems and and a lot of what got me into trouble was is fear based and it's fear at the end of the day fear can be dressed up a million different ways and i can overcompensate fear a million different ways right that's how i've kind of done what i've done a guy right. like me doesn't get to where i'm at and become who i've come just by accident right um, but what's what's interesting <laughs> about what you're saying, though, is that, you know, we were at the Escondido show, uh, Bobby Tribal, Tribal show, SoCal Streetwear, blah, 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 SoCal Masters. And Sean and I were talking to a, a guy uh, who loves the show, right? He came up out of nowhere and he came up and he's like, we really like the mix, man. You guys, be-. like, like we had actually, you know, figured out what the perfect mix was of personalities, which isn't the case. We just all three came together and just so happened to work out. Right. And he's like, but you guys got to, don't change anything. And then he's like, you know, Chumon, you're the sandpaper. You're the abrasive one. You, you got to do it. And then he said, Big Lux is the smooth one. The smooth operation. Smooth, right? And I was thinking about that as you were talking about what you were saying, and I, and I was saying... Um, so the quote-unquote, let's say, persona that you developed or that that developed, we'll put it that way, that was based on trying to deal with this overwhelming sense of fear, which to a certain extent is evidence-based. It's not like you just made it up. You really were yeah, going through hell, absolutely. Right? right? Was to create 
this guy that from the outside looked smooth and unruffled and wasn't going to be and isn't scared. Right, and isn't going to be bullied and isn't going to get picked on. And, and a and, lot of people don't know your entire story, let's say. Mm-hmm. They're seeing this smooth guy or whatever, this un, this this brave dude. And a lot of guys don't see me as smooth, though. You might see me, but a lot well, of that people dude, don't see That's me what smooth. that dude said, so I'm going to <coughs> Right, right, right. So from their perspective, they're thinking, how do I achieve that? And what you're telling us here is that a lot of it is really just compensating or dealing with this problem I had in the past. And I want to get beyond all that, even that. Yeah. Right? To true courage, true faith, which is like letting the, the, the kid that wanted to just do the right stuff and have a good life come out. And it's not necessarily always going to match up exactly with the the exterior that I've created in the past. Right. So I might not even fully be the guy that I've created. Right. Okay. Right. Think about that. I do. So, you know, I want to get back and I just want to top on this before we go. Like, listen, you guys, this fucking yoga, Parahansu Yogananda, this guy came from India in 1920. He had kind of refined this Kriya Yoga. And he got a message in a meditation that he was to take this Kriya Yoga to America and introduce it to the West. That there was so much going on in the West in 1920 that people needed Kriya Yoga. That was the message. He was supposed to carry this yoga meditation practice to the West because that's where they needed it. So he had to leave home and go, you guys got to really hear me here. There is a book called the autobiography of a yogananda okay and it's the story of yoga han uh, parahansu yogananda this guy leaves india in 1920 comes to america with nothing nothing he doesn't know how he's gonna do this but he comes and he was like the 20th century sensational like guru that's what la times said he arrived in boston 1920 tell you something you guys just by he didn't know how he was going to start up things got donated people brought things to him they donated that land in fucking palace raids to him prime prime real estate people showed up like this guy everything showed up for him and now this is you know srf self-realization fellowship is a huge fellowship with multiple temples all over and of followers and a lot of people that believe in it and i certainly have somebody who contributed to and it's really really helped my life i want you guys you know any listeners that are interested in finding out about more about it you know google srf self-realization fellowship google lake shrine um in palisades and or google parahansu yogananda and you know read up on it it's changed my life it's helped me a great deal like i said there's a million other meditation practices i do this every single morning of my life now i will not engage the world won't walk out of my house pick up my phone do anything until i've meditated and kind of gotten clear and peace with you know my god my creator uh, me inside and a piece of God. And, and I'm not going to go into that now, but meditation has helped to expose me to a lot more. So <clears throat> speaking of meditation, I want to now sort of turn to uh, Frank Sinatra's illegitimate love child because yes. it, because when you are the progeny of a great, you know, popular voice like that, and but you're not recognized officially, uh, and there's all the money and women and all that bullshit that's come in and out of old blue eyes life that you would have a turbulent life. And so you mm. would need some way to still the mind, slow down the body, slow down your body, old blue eyes. And so you did meditation. What was the group that you did? It's like my favorite stories yeah. of all time. What was the group that you did it with? You know what? I'm drawing a blank right now. Don't, now you're oh, doing that man. for the show. No, you, I'm not. On I'm a not. one week, it was called like Bahasana Ma. Baha, v, Vipassana Meditation. Vipassana Meditation. Now, where was this? This was in 29 Palms. Tw- so he goes. Because your wife teaches a practice, right? Yeah, but she uh, did Kundalini Yoga. She's doing the Kundalini. Which is another hint, branch off of Hinduism, correct? Um, It's a branch off of Sikhi. 
Okay, Sikh. Yeah. But is yeah. Sikh a type of Hinduism? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, they so they don't believe in the multiple gods. They believe sure. in one central. Right, but they all uh, but they are inclusive back, of all all. It's like it's sort of like the multi religion type thing where it's like everything is like welcome. But is it? It's it, it's got to come from Krishna, right? I uh, I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't think so. So wait a second. The Sikhs though, they're the ones with the turbans. Yeah. Does your wife wear a with turban? With the little daggers. Yes, every day. With the little dagger, She wears right? a dagger, too. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. No, she oh, yeah. doesn't. She's yep. got he lives life. right in the hood, bro. I grew up <laughs> with my mom's house over on, on Pico Robertson and that church on Robertson over yeah, there. Yeah, bro. They were always... Dude, they'd come into the restaurant they'd, and they'd yeah. all have... They, but let me tell you something, dude. 40 years ago, 45 years ago, they... They had a really big community over there, yeah, bro. Yeah, they did. It's not like that yeah, now. Yeah. It's become a lot of uh, a lot of Jewish people over yeah, there, right? Yeah, totally. But I'm telling you, when I was a kid growing up, they were all in that area yeah. deep. Guru Ram Das, uh, whatever the, they call it, a shrine. Or, yeah. Wait a second. <clears throat> it says here that the Sikhism is the world's fifth largest religion. So it's not that far behind the other ones, but it doesn't say that it's tethered to Hinduism at any point. It's 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 it looks like it's its own thing. Yeah. Wait a second, though. You're telling me your wife's got a fucking dagger? Yeah. Bro. What is this dagger? Does she wear? Does she wear the the earth sandals with the with the with the white tight pants and the robe and everything? I mean, because that's how they used to roll. They so, wore Birkenstocks. Okay, so. With white, a little white robe, a belt with a yeah. dagger, and yeah. the, the, that's they look like okay, Skywalker. So, right. I mean, let me break it down to you. Come on, please. Right. So no, there's a 3HO organization that's like uh, that's sort of like the white Sikhs. Right. Right. The white like. Uh, and they all have a sim same bracelet on. Yeah. 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 Does she like, have a bracelet? A, no, she doesn't wear that anymore. Okay. Go so on. there's like there's a differentiation between like real Sikh the like the real OG Sikhs right and then like the sort of like American brand of like okay. yoga like nation Islam yeah so there's like a different it's a, it's a different vibe you okay. know what I mean and uh, sorry my uh, and so like you'll see some of these some of these people wear a, a lot of white those yeah. are the, those are the three HO Sikhs those were the ones that were running around right. with the community over there so my wife started out as that and now she's like She's like chill, chill a little bit. Yeah, no, she's like gone even more towards Sikhi. That's like, why she left really? him with the kid, and went to India a couple of times because she was no, deep. No, in that it. was three H O type shit. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. all right. Now she's like OG Sikh. So she's, she's an OG. Like, Wait a second, I'm trying to get to understand the dagger. Like, how big is this dagger? I mean, there's different ones. Well, your like, wife, it doesn't she's matter. carrying a so knife. She's in the got house. one. It's like yeah. And is it to, to Dude, defend themselves? Yeah. If somebody were it's defend anybody. His dagger that he yeah. just showed that his wife has, it looked like about 18 inches. No, come on, You bro. just did that. Well, I mean, from hilt to, to tip, maybe. Okay, hilt so that's... to tip. <laughs> yeah. From ass to mouth. ATS. still a foot. it's probably like five inches. Knife. Yeah. ATM, is it like a straight or is it like a... No, it's a curved one. It's a curved it's, blade. Yeah. Yeah. Where does she have it? Like in a holster? Yeah. She's got like a special like like belt. I don't know. It goes over her shoulder. Oh, really? And like it like Beast comes Master. down to, to Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster's yeah. fucking Yeah, it's like Luke Skywalker yeah. one. Right. Comes over okay, him. So yeah, and then it's like at her hip or on kind of like on her side. Has, now listen. Because there was some Sikh then, stuff too, Star Wars. Right. What? So listen. Yeah. So has she ever pulled the dagger out? To protect somebody no, in the city. No, dude, no. Come Has on. Has she ever pulled the dagger out on you? Never. When Have you, you fucked up with the no. kid or you did brought you COVID do, home? Hey, did you guys ever do role play and she pulled the dagger no, out? No, okay. no, no. That's just asking. Okay. okay. Now, hold on. Is it sharp? Have you felt the blade? So she has one that's not. It's kind of like more ceremonial and it's small. <laughs> and then she's got one and it's fucking, dude, it's fucking sharp as shit. And do you get it? At, it, like, cu it cuts you like real good oh cut you as soon as look at you uh, and so, if somebody if somebody grabbed a hold of her on the street dude if somebody somebody with grabbed the sun, a hold of her would she pull that dagger out and use it i mean wife? i mean the thought is yeah but like i have my doubts right I have my doubts that my, my wife would actually now, of course you know she's gonna pull it out if somebody touches the kid 
Okay, oh, mother sure. instinct. But I'm saying if somebody grabbed her by the back, some homeless I mean, guy yeah, or some street guy. Yeah, she might actually. Yeah, she might actually. She have it in her to yeah. pull that thing out and fucking. Yeah, but I don't somebody. know that like like if she saw someone attacking someone, if she. I don't know that, like, I have my doubts that my wife would actually pull it out and, like, jump into the rescue. Isn't that right. what She's the religion, the duty of the religion? Yeah. Isn't that the duty of being a Sikh? Yeah, it is. It is the duty of being a Sikh. <clears throat> so, sure, what you're saying is she may be half-stepping on this, you know, 3CO. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, it's a. You have your doubts. I have my doubts that my wife would, like, run into a Danger. building. Right, you know I mean? right, right. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, but. You never, you never know. know. I'm you reading, never know. I'm Just like you never know, there might have been some 500-year-old people walking around. Listen, That's all I'm true. telling you is, is that you don't know what someone's going to do in a battle situation until it happens. How much meditation is your wife doing on a daily basis? <sighs> bro, bro. <sighs> Tell are me you truth. kidding me? <sighs> Tell me. I'm telling you hours. Hours. And is it silent or is it chanting or is it? Uh, no, it's, it's chanting. Okay. Hey, I'm telling you, bro, my wife does these things called bonnies in the morning this is like seeky's like there's there's a there's a seeky where you're you follow it and then there's a seeky where you get baptized and there's like a big line of people that are like yeah i'm a seek but i'm not going for i'm not going for the baptism because then i have to do bonnies what are bonnies? So bonnies are where you get up in the morning and then you do like two hours of meditation. And your wife and like is doing chanting. that. Oh yeah, and then she does them at night. <laughs> she does like an hour of meditation and at a full time job. Yeah, and so and then she does this bath ritual where she has got to take like a cold bath. So that's like folded into the thing. So that's a that's a sort of a meditation that's like built into this. It's crazy, bro. Look at Big Luck's face, it's bro. Like, she's, ser- she's super serious about it. Yeah, wow. she and when we with, like if we do something with their family, she's in some kind of outfit. Like, yeah, she always wears like um, like she's definitely always wears her ha- hair wrapped. Yep, and then um, and that's why Coit's hair is long. No, I mean so. It, that this is a, a thing in our, our household. So, like, I tell them, look, if you want to cut your hair, it's it's your decision. decision. Like, right. you get to decide what you do with your hair. Don't listen to mom. Like, <laughs> like you do what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to cut your hair, he does not want to cut his hair. Sure, he, likes he wants. It long. Yeah, he likes it long. But she is very clung on to, uh, you know, him not, you know, doing his hair. So she takes care of it. So 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 sure it's all nice and neat. so this is interesting. So on a certain level, Sean is trying to maintain at least some sense of independence for Coit in terms. Of, if it was up to mom, she'd have him wrapped up in a turban. Oh Major. yeah, she'd have like a little they, right. There's right, a little I've seen thing. them. Yeah, well, yeah I've yeah, seen yeah. the kids. Yeah, it's beautiful though. Look, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but 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 I kind of also see Sean's point, which is like it's his choice. If we don't give him the choice or make it a choice now, it, then if he decides he does want to do it, it might just be because he's just following what he was told versus making a conscious choice. Of course, I think at one point he was scared to cut his hair. Like like I had cut his hair with like clippers or whatever, no, and he gets like. No. You know, crazy, and he thinks it's gonna hurt or something. But you know, it's been so long now. Yeah, that like I don't want him to cut his hair, really. But it looks, it looks dope. dope. Yeah, and it's long. Right. Yeah. But hold on a second, though. So that's your wife's practice, chanting meditation, all this other stuff. Yeah, but then yeah, you yeah. did the vipassana. Think about what's going on in his house. You did the vipassana, and that was a seven day, eight day retreat. It's ten days. Ten days. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering is. Like the other Sikh women, yeah, right, that yeah. she runs with, that her friends and that she could commiserates with. Oh, yeah, I gotta think most of their husbands are Sikh. Dudes, oh, for sure, right? For right. sure, 100%. So, Sean's the oddball. Like, what are they saying about Sean? Are yeah. the women like around him, like, like, when you get rid of this fucking guy? Do they give her a hard time goal. about the fact that you're not in the... Vi- yeah. So my wife is like virtual friends with these people. What like do you mean? There's no, there's no community here for her. 
Like she doesn't meet up with like other Sikh women here in town. They don't hang out and go to the what Sikh club. There is no, there's no. She's the only here. Sikh woman in Los Angeles. Let me tell you something. Okay, so <laughs> here we go. Now See, I please break down. Do. Yeah, this is right. Like, this is why he doesn't because tell us Because the three co ones, they were yeah. all over, dog. Right. Women, men, oh, children. Dude, I dated whole some of those chicks, and I went to a couple of them to get laid. It was good. Go ahead. Okay. Listen so, to Sean's stories. Oh my god. He this is why he doesn't talk because when he talks, it opens up new discussions and then he has to eventually explain it all and he's too exhausted to explain it all. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, fuck. I'm trying to find the shit about the Kundalini fucking All right. So okay, anyway, so, just tell us. So man. the 3HO people are from uh, like a, a sect of of Sikhism, sort yeah, of like an Sikh. American version of Sikhism, right? Right. And like a lot of them come from like the Kundalini brand of that were right off of here. Rama that opened up off of uh, Lincoln and um, Verdugo. Uh, Ro- is that Rose? Okay, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. you live on, right? Right. Anyway, so there was a Rama thing over here and it was started by some chick who was like anyway so the guy who started all that shit back in fucking the 70s all the followers all the thousands of people that <laughs> live in la that dress in white and mm-hmm. have the fucking thing wrapped yeah. up and they all followed him yeah well it turns out that dude was fucking banging little uh like 10 year olds and shit see? right right see and fucking, this just came out like, I don't know, two years, three years ago. Mm-hmm. The guy's already dead. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So when that happened, all all those people started falling out. And like, I know that like uh, the Guru Ramdas, the fucking thing over by my house, the, what do you call that? A temple? I'm yeah. Not sure right. What they call sure. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they lost a lot of, like, a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of people are in conflict now. Like, do I follow so this thing? So the thing fell apart is what he's saying. Right, yeah. Right, right. All right, so, so. And so that's when my my wife also went through, her, like, the cool thing is my wife was already transitioning out of that when the, all that news came out. Of, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's not a whole big community anymore mm. of people that are, you know, following. Because the guru would turn out to be a perv. Yeah. yeah. All right. Child but, predator. But see, yeah. the thing is... It, Okay, wait a second. But I'm trying to get to Vipassana. Okay. 10-day retreat. All right. So think about this, Steve. So so why did you get into meditation yourself, though? Because you're not in the Sikhism, and and you're not doing a Sikhi or a Bani or a fucking Carducci. Right. So why did you do it? I mean, it's the same as, as Lux. Like, I was, you know, searching for something. What? Like understanding of like who i was and like you know what are the confines of my existence and how did you get introduced to meditation how did i get introduced to meditation um i can't remember man do you meditate regularly no not anymore okay but you know what's funny is like you were talking about like kind of understanding that like view of yourself and like I came to the same realizations that you did. Like I was being an asshole and then I was like mm-hmm. at the height of my of of my meditations, I was coming across as understanding like how I was interacting with people and how I was treating people. Absolutely. And all these other things. Yeah. Who you were being in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? As you started to say that, I was like, man, I really lost that. I really lost that understanding. It's been so long since I meditated. And I've actually tried a couple times mm. and and not been able to tune in, not been able to drop out. And right. I, hear, I, hear, I hear all that static in my head. And like right. it's hard to get past that. It's like dropping in and and being at that point where you don't hear anything and nothing is, when you get to that, is a real talent. It is a real it talent. Is a real and you want to know something? I know that I've been given a gift and I know that I'm supposed to be meditating because it's really easy for me to get there quickly. Yeah. And I, I just have that gift. Somehow I'm able to eliminate my mind of everything well, and I'm go to this you, empty place. That is a muscle that you need to train. And At all, it's, it's all I used training. To be, I used to be able to do Dude, that. Get there. Listen, yeah. it's the old blue eyes told me, okay, that part of what they did at this Vipassana, okay, was 
sort of tuning into your body's electrical or energy pulses or whatever it is, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're sitting here, right? And they can't talk for 10 days, which imagine. That's a silent retreat. I mean, a serious fucking silent retreat. And Sean told me that once he got past a certain piece of the non-talking, his mind just totally opened up and he became even like a hundred times more creative. He okay. told me, he's like, dude, Chumon, you should, now listen, I wouldn't propose doing anything wrong, but you should go to Vipassana and bring a notepad because you're going to have so many ideas and you're not going to be able to remember right, them later. Right, 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 And I even thought about that. But he said, he said, Sean said that he got to a place where they were training him mm -hmm. to do the thing where he could feel his energy going around his body. Then they told him to focus on the, like his nostrils towards the tip of his nostrils. And Sean told me that he was able to start manipulating his body's energy. Now this is Sean who doesn't believe in jack shit. Right. He just got done laughing at us because we think somebody might live to 500 years old, right? Okay. He said that he started to feel like it wasn't even proper. Maybe he shouldn't be manipulating his own body's energy like this. And he said he definitely felt it. And I can't, do you recall this at all? Absolutely. I mean, it is life-changing. Right. And so what happened when you manipulated that? I mean, didn't, see, if I went through that, I would be totally excited that I would be trying to figure out how to turn it into a, like a Ryukin or like a fireball and yeah. hit people with it. Yeah. Why, why did you let it go? Why did I let it go? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, hard, it's hard to get, to that space when you're outside of the retreat. Right. Like I tried it at home and I wasn't able to manipulate my, <sighs> like I could feel every, like I could feel like outside of my, I was like feeling your, I, feeling your aura sort of. And that's like, that's for hard you. for me to say because yeah. it's like, I don't believe in like, you could feel all like the that. energy that you were producing Bro, that was coming like off I of you. I could feel static. I could get like really detailed about every single finger, like the, like micron levels of like feeling my my body and like that's uh, dope. every hair and like right every, like I oh, it was so weird and that night that that happened I could not sleep right and like when I even when I got up in the morning your I was senses still were too fine. aware like yeah my senses were way too open it was very crazy very <sighs> that's weird. crazy no, nothing like that has ever happened to me before or since Fuck. very weird. Yeah, I think we're, 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 you know, man, the, our brains are computers, man. We're walking computers and we have all sorts of energies and we're, we're way powerful than what we know. And uh, I'll end with this, you know, there's a quote from my favorite book and it says, if, if you go without, if you, if you don't you go within or you go without, you got to go within or you'll go without. So I ain't trying to go without no more. So I go within through meditation. That's my message today. I want to give a big thanks to uh, SRF, uh, Self-Realization Fellowship and Lake Shrine. I also want to give a big thanks to Supermax Hardware. Mm. www.supermaxhardware.com. Mm. We just released our summer capsule. Go take a look. We released great caps and, and uh, tanks. So go check that out. Cookies. Uh, at Cookies SF, Vibes Rolling Papers, and Vibes Drops, Enzo's Pizzeria. Thank you for uh, catering today. Uh, Pulpo Beard Oil. Want to give a big shout out to Calco and the Pulpo Beard Oil family. Marsola. Uh, Marsola. Big Pick Mike oh, yeah. is in the house here yes. today handling all our visuals. Uh, Instagram Jesus. Happy birthday, Instagram Jesus. We love you man yeah. thank you for all you do the great posts yeah. and uh what you got ovando bone llp Shh. we wear braids to court Shh. let the tomahawks the fly. fly the best legal representation money, money can, can buy. buy i am in trial right now deep in trial bro and i fucking love it what Bit, what old Blue Eyes was talking about, all that energy and all that other stuff. Yeah, he's doing something now. He's doing chakra moves. Yeah, he's doing super. Chakra. Uh, yeah, chakra moves right there. Is, I feel that at times during trial because there's so much shit going on and I have to be so aware of all the objections and the cross-examinations. I yeah. do feel that. It's, it's true. It's the truth. 
Um, I also want to give a big shout out to Sean at Movemental.media for all your audio needs, podcast needs, whatever you got. Get it. Get it. Go to hardluckshow.com. Go to Gumroad Hard Luck Show. Proto Episodes. Art of War. L.A. Crime Mixtape. I mean, what the fuck? Gumroad.com slash HLS. We got a new... HLS.gumroad.com. I don't know. And we got a new sponsor coming up, right? Trend Him? Sure. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, we do. All right, we'll leave it there because you're going to hear a commercial that's going to blow your fucking mind. Yes. All right. What you got, Sean, ain't (laughs) No, he said it all, man. All right. Like we do about this time, get your meditation in. Adios, amigos, from the Hard Luck Show. 